0: Welcome everybody to the Beatside Nerds podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Beat wow. Nerds podcast. Last time we didn't name it. Going forward, it's going to be called Beat Nerds. Episode two. Yep, I'm here with Glenn, aka Headcase. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, 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 and the Kyle, the the crazy one.
0: <laughs> you didn't forget that your name was from last week. No. <laughs> I no, remember, so, mine. I, I, um <laughs> Wow.
1: You see, this is why I have a your headcase. You 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 forget things. <laughs> it's lost in the colony of my mind. Do, do you remember what it was again? I don't know. Um, it was some kind of Hulk
2: kind of character. No, no, no. <laughs> no.
1: Definitely, <laughs> it was not Hulk. As Hulk would be too simplistic. I remember
0: uh, mine though. So third person here, Remy, uh, uh, and um, AKA aberrant. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll
1: remember my name sooner or <laughs> later. Don't worry.
0: So, going going into my head. So this time we're going to we're not going to try we're going to try not to ramble on extremely long and bore people to death. So, our first topic, um we're going to have three today. The first one, we're going to talk about some things that we're watching. Okay. Glenn, you gave me two that you are watching, so because I've never actually watched either of these, even though one of them one should be at my alley because it's um about football mm. slash soccer.
2: Oh, I was literally trying to remember <laughs> what they were. <laughs> uh, so that I guess that's Blue Lock. Eh? Yeah, and the second one would be was it Eminence? Eminence, so, Eminence in Shadow. Yeah, look yes. at me being a
0: producer and having no a hey, hey.
2: All right, so um, yeah, I think the first one I'd like to discuss would be Blue Lock. And, um, I'm usually, well, I wouldn't really say that I, I dislike sports anime. I, I don't have any feelings towards them in particular. So it's, it's neither love nor hate. I'm just kind of passive as far as sports anime goes. And I would watch like whenever I want a palette cleanse, cause I'm usually more of the like action samurai medieval time period or just pure fantasy type of thing. But too much of that. You need a palette cleanse and I would watch something like Inazumi 11. I watched that. I actually did.
0: Inazumi 11. (laughs) My favorite thing from that show was there's this one British player and he does this move (laughs) called Excalibur. (laughs) Where he makes a sword Mm. that like basically cuts the ball and the ball just travels in a thrust basically into the goal. (laughs) It, It progressively gets extremely powerful. And
2: weird. Like, they're playing against aliens and stuff. Like every good, um, shown in anime, the power creep is necessary. Blue Lock came as a recommendation from our community. You know, we have a pretty well-versed community here. And everybody was like, yo, you should watch this. I was like, okay, fine. I'm gonna watch it. And straight off the bat, I was hooked. They took, they took everything that was basically fundamental or tropey about shonen anime and they threw it out the window the whole power of friendship thing being being <laughs> a team working together believing in yourself and you know the whole dattebayo thing and all of that they just took that tossed it out the window and it was all about uh selfishness and to be driven to win doing whatever it takes and pushing yourself to the ultimate limit and just all about you all about you the ego everything it is just that right so real football (laughs) okay (laughs) if that's what real football is i guess that's what it is there's a lot of references in there to real life football players and teams that i know somebody who's into the sport would appreciate a lot of that flew over my head but it is done in such a good way that you don't even need to be a fan of football for you to really get into it because a lot of it has to do with you know personality drive ambition that sort of stuff and then we come to like this crooks where as much as it is you know singularly driven personal driven you still have to be Be on a a team team and work well so then trying to find that balance between it's all about me and it's me to succeed and that selfishness to how does that how do you translate that on a team where everybody is thinking the same thing but you have to win and just that dynamic and trying to figure that out makes it work very well for me and the characters go like it's well written dialogue is very good pacing is very good all the technical aspects the things that make a good story they're all there and if you're entering it with any hopes and dreams, and preconceived notion, they will systematically destroy those preconceived notions. And that's what makes Blue Lock an exciting anime for me to watch. I was hanging on every episode. They couldn't come out fast enough for me. Right now, the first season is done. Highly anticipating the second season. Because people, you would get invested in characters, and some of them, they're not going to make it to the end, you know? (laughs) As in, they like get dropped from the (laughs) team. Dropped from the team. Um, Friends... Friends become rivals, and it's it's real because nobody is holding back. Nobody is saying, you know, I believe in you and how friendship will overcome all of that. Is like nah. Skills develop your skills and be very present about why you are here mm-hmm. and what we're here for. Okay,
0: what have you been watching?
1: Ah, uh, uh, no, this is a very interesting one. I I have not touched blue lock as yet. I I am leaving that in the
2: corner pocket for now. Sad, so sad. big sad
1: (laughs) right now I've been I have two different ones that I am watching right now one would be well at the current time of this podcast would be something that everybody's catching on to Hell's Paradise mm-hmm yeah, I've seen and, the ads for that one, which is a lovely anime. Beautiful, the music, aesthetics, everything work hand in hand with it. The concept, very nice. It's intriguing, and the visuals are beautiful. The other one, now that I is my own little um guilty pleasure, is Yusha Ga Shinda. which is the legendary hero is dead. <laughs> What captivates (laughs) me about this, uh, it was something I spoke about on uh, the previous podcast about animation style. Sometimes you'll have animation styles, uh, uh, especially for a lot of the ones pushing towards teens that look, uh, uh, all the characters uh, look the same, the same style of anime going across the board. Then you have the ones with their own aesthetics where the eyes look different, the color palette looks different, the way they move and animation, everything about it is different and unique. To other characters. And what captivated me mostly about this anime was the music. The opening song. I I love anime music. I I love J-pop music. And for years I would collect them as time goes by and only certain ones resonate with me. And the music from this one, the opening song, named Shinda. (laughs) Shinda means I died. (laughs) Mm -hmm. it it just captivated me the song I even went to look up the music the artist and the music video and even that was just fun i've just been listening to the song over and over i've literally more like listened to this song over 100 times so far and no 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 cap no no lies it, it, it is true i just would just have it just looping sometimes you find a good anime that presents you with two things one again a different kind of broadway story now let's get into a bit of what that anime is about is a comedy anime but it also has its serious slight serious moments let me say slight serious moments Because what it is, is that you had this village, you you had these guys, next thing you know, a devil came across to attack the village. You have the star who was just a regular farmer and uh, the hero came across to save him. Now, the regular farmer had created a pitfall (laughs) to uh, ensnare any possible devils that come across. And the hero being hungry walked towards some pork he had frying (laughs) well grilling fell into the pit trap and died <laughs>
0: oh, so, so you it had seems... this powerful <laughs> guy I'm, I'm looking it up of course to see what it looks like a kind of isekai type thing. no it's not
1: isekai whatsoever that's the thing about it. it's not isekai it's just a fantasy world and he died he found with like he he's very scheme and everything and the villagers wanted to crucify him for killing out the hero but you say hey he's the legendary hero if you think they're going to believe i killed him with a pitfall by myself. You're wrong. They're going to go and come after the whole village. He's right. So what should we do? He say, hey, let's just bury the body. (laughs) Next day, he wakes up. He's the hero now. He's in the hero's body. Why? Because one of the team members for the hero saw what happened and she's a necromancer. So she switched his soul into that guy's undead body and... Seal his body in a casket around her neck. So he now has to go around the place to seal the gates of hell to protect the world along with his many (laughs) crazy situations while trying to keep his mana up. Because the thing about it, she never fully was able to bring back his body. His body is dead. So it's usually the mana base of the person to keep the body alive. And fully regenerated, but he has the mana base of a baby, so he's constantly, slowly rotting as time proceeds, so he has to find ways to, to get what? back his mana boosted, to the him not turn into uh, just a skeleton and then completely just vanishing from this realm, so
0: Insane. <laughs> yes, it is <laughs>
1: And, that, I'll get it all, the animated out as we get it all, well. for the part one, well, for that, that's the thing, but it's the music that captivates me and the animation style, the look of the characters, and the whole broad, crazy situation, it just makes it hilarious. Because, what would you do in that situation? Like, hey, it's either literally do or die, because, hey, you accidentally killed the, the hero, and now you have to become the hero, and is either you continue on your mission or literally stay in the hero's body and rat?
2: You, um, Two things. Well, the first thing is, I'm looking at the image here, right, for the, um, the anime, the cover image, and I'm liking the style of the artwork. However, <laughs> however, I'm hoping that this is not a trap, okay? And I, I say this because I have, you know, you would have certain expectations about what an anime entails if you're just going off of the visuals that is presented and the genre like with fantasy i like it to be very magical not too comedic i don't mind some comedic elements in the anime that i watch some humor is always great but i don't want it the humor to be like one of the more prominent aspects of the anime like camp yeah <laughs>
1: well trust me this is definitely <laughs> right? a lot of comedy
2: and, oh. Uh, it's a lot of
1: comedy. It's beautiful visually. I want, I want But action. it's full of
2: comedy. Like, Mushoku Tensei is by far my favorite fantasy anime. <laughs> Next to, um, I guess like Record of Lotus War, which is like uh, really old and. Uh like classic classic, classic, classic. almost D based you know type of anime
1: almost or would you just say cotton and paste dnd uh,
2: okay cotton and paste dnd because what you say Raimi? you don't, have
1: watched the record the lord War." War. down to the combat you the for a
2: very long time
1: y- <laughs> you both all of us have watched it for a very long time either. Well, yeah, the, you know well yeah you you had the the star you had the elf you had the dwarf you had the one mage well i think the elf was the mage and then there was another character.
0: Yeah, you know, technically simple D&D style. It wasn't one of my favorites, so I, I don't was remember.
1: Berserk was a uh, big thing around that time yeah, too. I <laughs> don't remember
0: exactly what, what went on. In Re- I remember Record of Lotus War used to come on really late at night too. No, I watched that and, by VHS. And that's, uh, that's one of those things where back in the day when you're watching anime and you're watching it like adult swim and stuff like that. It comes on so late that you are pretty much out of it half the time you're kind of seeing stuff but it's like with ghost in the shell for instance standalone complex i used to watch standalone complex all the time when i was younger and it would be on adult swim at like midnight and then you're just listening but all this stuff is just kind of jamming together because you're so tired you don't have no idea what half the stuff they're talking about even is so it's just a gabble mess of confusion so when i watched over I watched over Ghost in the Shell maybe a few years ago during the day, and it was, I was like, whoa, I didn't even realize that that's, this is what they were talking about philosophically, or this is what they were talking about, to push the plot here, or whatever. And it was a completely new experience. Yeah. So so it would be that, like that for Record of Lotus War. Okay, It was on so late that I don't really remember what was going on in that.
2: Record of Lotus War is one of those animes where it's you can't just jump into it, right? You would have to kind of be like, it would have to be like within your wheelhouse, that kind of stuff. So even amongst diehard fantasy nerds, you have to be like the nerdiest of nerds. Uh, in my opinion, you have to be like the nerdiest of nerds for you to get into that. It's like super niche kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yes. The other thing, Kyle, was that you mentioned how you, you love and you appreciate anime music, right? Or the, Very the, much so. Music, the J pop. Very of stuff. much so. I, I know there's a, a section of the, community that put a lot of store into that sort of stuff the the music even like the openings and the endings i
0: would At say time. i was much more interested back in the day versus no i don't i listen to some stuff but it doesn't catch me as much like i, I used to have like all of the inuyasha soundtrack mm. on my phone Still do. but now not so much <laughs> yeah
1: like songs like from gundam team revolution is the name of the band um for a lot of the gun well one of the gundam openings
2: but yeah those kind of people yeah so as far as music and intros go i don't prioritize that however uh if there is a catchy song you know Or the the soundtrack for an anime, I just find myself gravitating towards it. Then I would look it up, you know, that sort of stuff. For example, Hell's Paradise, the intro for Hell's Paradise, I like it. Not the entire song. I find, like, that open in three seconds. Yeah. You know? Really hype. I that, like that.
0: I'm finding that a lot a lot now newer anime. They have a lot of songs where it's like ten seconds of the song is good
2: and then the rest of it you can just, just kinda mare, right? Kind of
0: yeah, toss. uh
2: samurai shampoo hands down had to be I think the second anime where I just got the entire
0: you know, yeah, that has soundtrack a really good soundtrack because that, it's not really an anime soundtrack, per se. Yeah, but it's at the same time it is. It's, I think that was by what that was by new Jabes
2: before. Yeah, rest in peace, new uh, or new Jabes, whatever oh, yeah. his name. He's that was my introduction to him. Yeah, but before Samurai Shampoo, it was they did the the horrible Netflix adaptation, the Cowboy space Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop had a really right. good the jazz, jazz soundtrack. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that,
0: and that that's would be a lot of, um, a particular person. What's her name again? She's in. A she has a ton of music. Yoko Kano. Yoko Kano did a ton of soundtracks for different anime, and like her, most of her songs on different anime are
2: very recognizable. Yeah. At a certain, point, I mean, you develop a, an almost like you know auditory thumbprint. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah, 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 yeah. She did yeah,
0: Cowboy yeah. Bebop as well, Ghost in the Shell, Terror in Resonance, Wolf's Rain, Dark of the Black. And yes, that was a great one. Yeah, she did yeah. a lot of it. Rain has a really good soundtrack as well. Very, the, much, um, very
2: much so. The some of the openers and closing endings for Naruto and Bleach I really like. Some of them I could almost sing by heart, even though I don't know what <laughs> the blazes I'm saying. <laughs> no. Um Yeah, Naruto Naruto had started out like
0: really hot and had a very good like, not, not run really, of soundtracks. Wind really. Wind was probably the best the first... ending. Yes. No akuboshi Akiboshi. Yeah. yeah hold on
1: long before the days of naruto please do not go and affect it i get the elephant in the room by Hiro
0: What's that? Chala, Hey, Chala, Dragon Ball. I hate that I really hate that That does <laughs> do you that hate does, that song? That does song. Well, Everybody, in that regards, I I suppose you hear that
2: song. It was, hey, Dragon Ball Z. I am not a nerd. Nah, when <laughs> I, it comes I, to I honestly regard.
0: prefer Rock the Dragon to that.
1: Rock the Dragon was a <laughs> nice, um, if people do not know, a nice English version to it. I yes. think it was Ocean Dubs was doing it at the time. Pioneer, I think it was a studio that um, was dealing with Dragon Ball at the time before they had fully...
0: Rock the dragon, rock (laughs) the dragon. (laughs) Dragon ball, next.
2: Um, Neon Genesis Evangelion Uh, ending. The the remake. Of, um, the rendition of "Fly Me to the Moon," yes, that's pretty good too. Yeah.
1: Inuyasha's as you mentioned, uh, uh, well, um endings. Um, uh, what was it? Carousel is the, the the famous one for it. What was it? Merry Go Round or was it Carousel?
0: There's a lot of Inuyasha
1: Yeah, but there was one specific one that people re- remember the most for it. Uh, Mine was Grip. Grip was the I think the fifth opening when he was fighting against the these. I think
0: the probably the most like recognizable ones like Fukai Mori, Darus, My. Will, those I wish those names made sense to me. <laughs> yeah. If I I could only I, I only, think only recognize is like them like... <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and then it has like the the merry It was it uh, not Mary Grand Carousel. Uh, no, I don't the, know. Know, know. the one that goes around like that. Ferris wheel. Ferris, Ferris, Ferris wheel. wheel. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yes. Out of the the big three, right? Bleach to me, the sound was the most unique. Yeah, Bleach has very striking.
0: And in the new in the newer season of Bleach. Mm-hmm. They had a, I don't know if it was like a fan made or, no, it was in, it was in the, the second to last episode, I think, where you watch is, um, is showing that he, well, it was like the fake you watch and he was still mm-hmm. destroying everybody. But there's like a, a remixed version of Can't Be Explained, which is that kind of dark song. Mm-hmm. That was the best version of Can't. That's the best version Yo. of a, like a dark updated version thing Yo. I've ever heard. I was like, this is like giving me actual chills watching this it's one.
2: Serious! Bleach, Bleach, out of all of them, the music in Bleach really resonated with me. It would play with my emotions at every point in time. Bleach could get me hype. Once you hear that discordant, you know, and they all have this this weird violin stuff, that yeah,
0: it's like a spa I think there's like a Spanish origin to some of it when well there's the Spanish portion for the Espada. When they went, went to Kyoko Mundo And it was like Everybody had their different Like salsa <laughs> Spanish track Yeah because and That's then they had thing the, yeah. Then they had the kind of Rock Ichigo's theme, Which is basically Number one Whenever he's uh-huh. about To come back <laughs> <Yep>. From defeat <laughs>
2: Now you feel like yeah. Number one. And it had It
0: had really good It has like really good uh, Tracks within Like backing tracks Within the actual story mm-hmm. Plus the endings And the beginnings Were really good too
1: So let me ask you This question now do you say a, go- a a great anime is usually works well in tandem with good OST original soundtrack meaning like the opening and everything in between because
0: you can you can have a good anime and it not have the greatest like opening and closing track but what about the in-between? Music in-between needs to be good. Like, it needs to be passable. It needs to not like stand out. Like, every show. I think, movie. I think a, a show can get by, like, with music that doesn't stand out too much. Bad music, you will notice that there's bad music and something in there, like, uh. Now look at this. At An example this of a,
1: a good uh, example of this with some music that just held you and just made you feel it in your chest was the last scene in Code yes with Lelouch.
0: Yeah. That had a good
1: And the soft, soft sounding sad music. Yeah. And the
0: background just that's, like... that's a exact that's a good example of um of good music. With in like the moods of what was going on in that the show. The show had that kind mad. of classical, Codgies had that classical, um, soundtrack. Cause. They were kind of trying to show the whole knights and Mm -hmm. kings and emperors and whatnot in there. So it had the classical backing and then it had like also a very high drama, like drama themes where wherever stuff happened, you heard that kind of ramping up of the classical dramatic music in the background. And it it really fit with the aesthetics of the show.
1: Very much so so that's what I was saying but also as I said the whole thing with the anime openings because again you just hear the opening and you just know hey you just feel like singing along one time when you get a, that type of opening but you, you love cowboy Bebop, but it's mostly <laughs> jazz music you don't have no real words to it Yeah. other people like
0: but it also fits what is going on yeah but
1: look at um, for English uh, for the, like the English versions of songs like the other day when they had the, um, in Antigua the Anakin I was speaking to Glenn of, uh, well outside this podcast about that where everybody just started to sing in Pokemon Pokemon, the opening for Pokemon I gotta, gotta catch be the ball. very best And everybody just like Tuned into that but
2: the thing about That Pokemon song though It's one that grew on you I don't think I know anybody Who instantaneously Loved that song Pokemon just played for so long that that was the definitive song Would the younger the, people that really, were
1: there because Pokemon is from kind of like um generation can, yeah
2: but they only very recently changed no, the they changed, it,
1: they changed it every time they no, changed it a lot of times they changed it a lot of times every new saga
0: Johto Honestly, my, I was about to say my favorite, my favorite. Pokemon intro is Johto Johto's Pokemon also. Johto <laughs> That's
1: my favorite one of them all, seriously. Okay. Well, I but sta- I stand as I said, corrected. it's the younger one because that was from what? That was near twenty years ago. From the first one in English. Yeah. Year.
0: After the first season and the, then they had the Jojo journeys. Yeah, when they stop. Yeah, Every probably... season they changed it. Every yeah. single okay. season they changed. It. Pokemon did
2: change a lot. I stand corrected. And Pokemon just But we all know the absolute king. When it comes to um, anime intros, is Yu Gi Oh!
0: <laughs> I'm gonna
2: fight anybody on that one. You know it's true.
1: Well, in the darker anime universe, it would be anybody would know the, uh, the overlay for, um, I suppose they hear the forces uh, by for Berserk.
0: Yeah, Berserk. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, has that has a very creepy.
2: That
1: has a very so creepy messed up soundtrack that is just mesmerizing you you can't you can't miss it but what
2: i what i find nowadays right is that i have absolutely no interest in openings for anime yeah i'm not
1: i i'm still hoping for and, I, and
2: i would i would admit
0: that one caught me the other day for a second and then i, just, I was like if this was back in the day i would probably would have downloaded this song but now i just mm. don't care that much you yeah, <laughs> see
1: this is what i said with those Ooh. two openings for hell's paradise and for yushiga those are the first two i've downloaded openings in many years. But, but.
2: even, even with the opening song for Hell's Paradise, I'm only interested in that first three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I would put that as a ringtone. <laughs> <Don't laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But to me, that, that 83 seconds of intro is just 83 seconds of not getting to the meat. Wow. <laughs> you know it's like let, let's skip that leave that maybe, for yeah, a,
1: okay i'm gonna bring another one again another long elephant which is one piece of course that's been going on for uh, yeah um i've never listened to a thing I, t- I, I cannot could tell, tell you. you you've never wa- listened to we are the very first opening <laughs> no
2: maybe like once but
1: um, well it is what well, i think it's up to the 26th open right now 26 or 27, Listen, One
0: one piece is a very controversial anime thing <laughs> like <laughs> Everybody loves One Piece but I don't really love One Piece. I, Every, like, to f- One Piece. I like to watch the don't love One Piece. I like to watch the fights. I like to watch uh, the fights. Some of the fights. I love One Piece. But most of One Piece I didn't I don't like the main character. I don't really like his friends too much either. Wow. I don't even like the dark. Like usually I would like the dark um Brooding character And I don't really like him either. Zorro, I don't really like him either. I don't think he's like that what do you think, Interesting I don't really
1: say dark And brooding Just
2: mostly serious Man This is this about to Devolve into something But yeah It's gonna devolve, in, it's that, that it's that gonna devolve Into it. arguments Over yeah, that, I, I, I think we, we, should dedicate, we should dedicate We should dedicate A podcast to As just, I said
1: No yeah, the One Piece. But as I said, when you have a good opening, it can drive anime, and it usually gives you a hype when you hear the intro. All the one which is most people would know about is initially. D. Initially D had just overall great soundtrack throughout, opening in between just some kind of high intense music
0: i feel like initial d would go over the head of most that is why i said most people <laughs> don't understand
1: <what> <laughs> that's an old school car racing very, very old, old school. anime
0: that mm. Init- initial d would spark some kind of reaction within people at the probably like 40 right now the name says it all initially right
2: it's the beginning of the literally yeah now,
1: but yes, uh, th- those uh, th- again. You see,
2: uh, wait, it- stick up in there. We, we 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 have to kind of give Initial D its props, right? Mm. Because Initial D was so so influential as well when it comes to like racing. That uh-huh. when the Fast and Furious Three came out mm. with the drifting, mm. there were a lot of people who saw it and within our community as well. That was the Automatic connection. Because of drifting. There was... Yeah. Like drifting down the mountain. Yes. That's literally them trying... Doing like a nod towards initial D. And the, the drag racing culture in Japan. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: For for again... The persons who do not understand what initially... If you can get a chance. Go and watch it. It's out there for you to find. But initially it was one of those older animes... Where they mixed CGI into regular anime. And it did work for the time. Because again they were focusing... The, uh, the cars were CGI and uh, everything else was that old school anime element. But they did, they, they put it together so beautifully in the day that it worked. Nobody would complain like, Ooh, this looks weird and all that. No. That CGI at the time or that old school animation style worked together. And then again, with the music. Again, when he was talking about drifting, there's a character in there named Drift King. His name's Peaks it all. The man tuned the car in the one uh, the... For people who don't the know... The man made the, the man super look took, like the baddest vehicle exactly, the in the world. The <laughs> man tuned the car. Then the man go around a steep, steep hill and just put the car and drift. While the other guy in the car panicking like the guy took his hand... Drifting took his hands off the steering wheel. The car is drifting close to the edge. And he's just there slowly just going up into the, the, the sun visor. Taking out his pack of cigarettes. Taking out a cigarette, whole car time, the car is still drifting around this steep edge. And then lighting up, by the time you light up, it's time for him to just simply just put his hands back on the wheel. Trying, trying, trying to overhype the anime. The anime (laughs) is,
2: is very good, um, to the point where it has left a mark on the culture. Those of us who grew up around that time, who were able to watch it, we can appreciate it for what it, for what it is. I feel like Initial D would be kind of like talking about you know, PS1 game to persons nowadays. Yes. Mm -hmm. the, The impact is lost. They're so acclimatized to higher definition, you know, fully voiced productions that going back to the old school games like that, the appreciation may not necessarily be there. And I feel it's the same for certain types of anime we can hype it up because of our emotional connection, mm-hmm. our experiences and our understanding of it. But there's a there's a certain I don't know, there's a certain level of appreciation you'd have to get to in order for that for you to get that sort of impact, you mm-hmm. know. So
1: But just in closing with my end thing mm-hmm. is just good music can carry mm-hmm. an anime far. Even if you might not love the anime overall, you might just say, you take you might take with just the soundtrack from it only. Even mm. if you might not love And again, both of them I see go in tandem. Some of them might just put you on a nice hyped anime. Next thing you know, you're watching it and you're like, what am I watching this? But then next thing you know, you find yourself just watching the opening every and, time.
2: And you're right. I, yeah. I agree with you. Because when the, um, the Bleach Thousand Year War Blood Arc mm-hmm. came out, I know that once the music hit, it took me a moment took me a while to get into it, you know, because you're, well, for me, I wanted to hear the sound exactly as it was because that was where the connection was. And so getting adjusted to the new iteration, it took a little while. But it is worth it, and yes. it, it it does leave that impact. So I agree with you 100. percent
1: And just one last thing again. Look yeah. it. Let me just give one last example again. One Punch Man's opening. I just do not remember o- that one at all. honestly you watched no, half, half of, season of One by, Punch by, Man. Um, jam Project. <laughs> I think I only got <laughs> yeah, as far as season one. No, see, season one was the best because it was done by Madhouse. Season two fell straight off the cliff. Hold oh, no. I'm sorry. It went no, no. That, no. that that's another it discussion. Fell, yeah, that's a different discussion. But, but mm-hmm. as I said, the opening you hear the one. So like everybody is going crazy, like, yeah. And then the opening itself, the visuals with the opening, just like, My gosh, why is this anime so vicious? And you reach to the meet of the anime, It's like, Okay, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> A stupid, powerful idiot, but an idiot nonetheless. But if you watch the opening from that, mm-hmm. you get no idea what you're going in for for this dude this dude's personality and the world.
2: That's actually setup for a nice segue into the second anime that i <laughs> wanted to discuss actually yes um yes. <laughs> dealing with a, a, a character that is ridiculously overpowered <sighs> and it's just it's just madness eminence in shadow now i know we've all been isekai'd but eminence in shadow is worth the watch i could man i could sit here and just praise this anime but I, I won't. I'll I'll just get to the meat of the, the matter, right? The main character is such a narcissist. He you have a guy who he lives in his own head, he has his own head cannon, right? This dude he, he lives so much within his head that he purposefully got himself isekai. right? He, <laughs> he
1: didn't purposely. He was just off in his head, sadly, uh-huh. at the time, uh-huh. and ran into the
2: road. Okay, and I guess he, it's by a truck. He got Chokkun. <laughs> right? Okay. And it was like a seamless transition for him. Because being in his head, being reborn in another world, it's just his head come to life. Okay? And he sees everything in this world as the backdrop to his own magnificent story and the greatness that is him. He has a bucket list of things, stylish powerful things in his head that he would like to see. And he lives his life to execute those things. Where it gets interesting is where he sees everything and everybody else as NPCs and backdrops. It is real life to everybody else within that world. So in his mind, there is a secret organization that he has to fight with his own well-crafted secret organization well-cultivated secret organization and they actually exist he doesn't know what the hell it is that he's doing as far as influencing the world and all the his followers and devotees they take his word as law they are much smarter than him they are more competent than he is but they go off of his every word like it's the law that he is always how many steps ahead of them. And to see this thing play out, it is absolutely magnificent. The dude is completely oblivious to everybody else's desire, everybody else's motivation. And I also like how he would take knowledge from the real world. And he there were like these orphan kids or whatnot, that these girls, his own personal harem, he raised them from they were small. And he would tell them stories and, and things about the real world and these girls would take different aspects of what he, he he said little bits of knowledge and nuggets and become successful with these things for example there's one character she took his knowledge the knowledge that he provided on like makeup and fashion and chocolate and she (laughs) became like like a like a elon musk jeff bezos in that world you know introducing fine wines and and chocolate and and fashion high fashion you know and build like a multi-billion dollar company that expanded into land acquisition and you know mining for oil <laughs> you know petroleum <laughs> stuff like that you know there's one that's a uh, 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 really great writer took <laughs> and she's just plagiarizing you know the Star Wars yeah the India world. <laughs> it's it's fun and, and he himself so no fun. he um he, he uses more, like girl. the magical slime yeah that there was, there was others, one more girl but we're not spoiling mm, it yes, though, I spoil right it there's the they use like this magical slime, oh, mm. slime. to do like a, a venom symbiote type thing for their clothing and their weaponry and his organization is called Secret Garden and they fight you know this evil organization that is pulling the strings behind the world's power and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff really great the, dino- the the contrast between he playing out his fantasies and how that affects the real political and socio-economic landscape of the world Mm -hmm. it's fantastic absolutely fantastic (laughs) yeah
0: actually kind of i'll put it down to watch now
1: yeah to add to what glenn is talking about with this is that when people understand this guy lives when he was in our world as a regular human he lived a delusional life. One of the first scenes you see him, you know those things you take to squeeze to strengthen your 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 grip. Yeah. He was, what, 10,100 something in class. He's <laughs> just, uh, he has to have the ultimate grip. He had to have the ultimate, he just wanted to be like the best. He was going around literally being a vigilante in all world. He was
2: crafting his, his own character. Thinking he was character.
1: crafting his own character with yeah. himself in real life. Think of him as Batman. <laughs> Yeah. In our, in our world, And he's just like hmm.
2: But don't give out too much. I'm man.
1: not gonna give out no. But that, no, that's not really the meat of everything. That that that's just. But he the was set. just lost. I think they call them chunimbu a, a Japanese word for it. Uh, if you know what chuni uh, or chunibu is, those are people that are just living fantasy in or uh, in life. And now he got isekai carried into the, another world now, mm-hmm. and he knows he's he knew he's dead. He know he's in another world. But everything that's going around him now as. He lived in the other world. He just sees everything as NPCs. So he just thinks these people... He knows when he kills somebody, yes. But the other people that are there, he thinks they're literally role-playing with him. Mm-hmm. The harem that he's created around him with girls around his age, blooded around him, and he just said, hmm, I'm going to add them to my scenario and everything. It's like thinking of Overlord. How Ainz, like, he lives his life for the game that he had.
0: He's like a overpowered main character.
1: He made he himself overpowered. <clears throat> he is he may, because you see when you are going with this regular mentality into another world no with your mentality from a different world into another world there are certain views and things that you did, could not conceptualize in that middle age world that he now knows like for instance taking water and putting the pressure up to make it a thin beam to go and cut through things with water magic you wouldn't I, i've never seen that in the anime so far but Things like, but stuff similar to that, taking science quite, there's, facts.
0: There's quite a few. I've anime. I've noticed that a, like that. An example, I guess, would be like Tanya the Evil. Yes, where in, yeah. they're from like the regular world, and then they are. Like, it's tied into a magical version of overpowered the German in, world. Yeah, overpowered in this world because of prior knowledge. Which is a cool concept. It's nope. usually a fun concept.
2: I mean, we have to we if we have to trace it back, right? We can blame it on um, that story. A Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a, Connecticut yeah Connecticut. a Connecticut Yankee. A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's yeah. Court, right? That yes. was like the OG. He's the guy. Same. same premise.
1: And another one, again, similar to that one he mentioned. There's another anime similar to that where the young guy was living a kind of delusional life. But he wasn't on that level as the guy from Eminence. He was just living from super robots and mecha. He died. He got set. Isekai kind of turned out the world with all his memories and everything. And grew up in a child with aristocracy and so forth. And they had like mecha. A kind of style of mecha. So there, he just lived his life to just what? Study this. Because his thing at the end of the day was to create a super robot. And by the end of the anime. The man. Uh, or near to the end of the anime. The man had something that looked like a Gundam.
0: With mage powers and everything. You'd have to get the name of that
1: uh, I, I can find so, that uh, I, I wish I wish it, it continued in anime form. but uh,
2: uh, it's is guys'
0: in- interesting genre but not my favorite unless it's like cultivate well that's a different story I guess cultivation stuff mm.
2: <laughs> you you can have like a blending of of the two yeah I liked um Grimgar. grimga was nice because it took the um it made added some very very real elements or I guess the more human aspect of it. So you have these these kids who are isekai. We don't know how they got there, but they're there. And it's almost like a a mundane sort of thing where it they're not OP in the beginning and everybody is it's you know like solo leveling or or something like that. It's Mm -hmm. not like that. They they suck. (laughs) The main characters they suck. They're not good at it. Right? They have to fight things like goblins, which we all know is 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 like starter monsters. But they're struggling. And the goblins True to form, as much as goblins are portrayed to be dumb, goblins can be pretty tricky, you know they learn and they they have to learn they they learn how to use their powers, they have to learn how to cast spells uh they have to actually employ strategy and when their strategies don't work their team members actually die and there's no resurrecting them you know Mm. stuff like that then you have um other teams that are really good at fighting and you can see it because they get better gears and they actually craft their gears uh they have to fight bosses and and stuff like that but it focuses more on the interpersonal relationships and the growth of the characters Mm-hmm. so it feels very very down to earth even though it's taking place in the you know high fantasy, fantasy setting yeah no. grim guy ashes and illusions yes that yeah. was
1: it uh, th- th- it it was very you see th- again that anime it, it was, was unexpected not, it i w- did not expect yeah, that it was more of a slice of life it was more pushing the whole premise of growth and acceptance because all of them were guide. yes but reborn in that world. But then they have to get the acclamation to that world and understand how the mechanics work. It's not like when you have those things where you have the blue window shows up in front of you. Like, hey, yeah, level up. Of that. So none of that. None of that. You have to grow as a character. No Literally, systems. There's no system.
2: Mm-hmm. The thing
1: about it is similar to like Goblin Slayer. Remember, he was what? Silver rank. He mm-hmm. didn't have no uh, powerful, great weaponry and so forth. He technically just had on tin tin clothes and so forth. Is what you recognize your accomplishments you can be recognized for and your growth and strength as your being or your team. I that, thought I
0: thought goblins there was very creative. Exactly in that, that thing, he
1: didn't push that whole no, level of yeah. level of people. Call him all he is concentrating on his whole existence is killing, killing goblins. goblins. <laughs> And just basing his tactics around the fact that goblins, if you leave them to live long enough, they can overpower the world. Because they just keep on growing in strength mentally, constantly. You cannot kill a goblin. You cannot fight a goblin with a certain technique This today. Make him go away and come back. Because he's going to learn that technique and come and fight you better.
2: And this is why every dark lord's army is built off of goblins
1: well you see they build them off of goblins but a lot of the times especially again in the regular regular retrospect of what we see goblins they're just like <clears throat> just run a little club or battle something and so forth these things were doing some heinous things to the women and you couldn't ah. leave them to live long and again they grow you can't battle them today make them go away and come back they're going to just get smarter More tactical until the point they can even start speaking English. They can speak, start speaking your language.
2: I find it to be a very disturbing thing. That is the fact that that a goblin would have would develop such intellect to be able to speak. You can't
1: leave them long. That's why you and you read goblins there and see the fact that this. Creature that we all see as father uh, every time we play an RPG or so forth can reach to be a demon lord class of being if left alone long enough.
2: You know, there's there's a manga that I read with, with, with a, a kind of similar vibe. This dude, he... Same thing where you have different ranks of hunters. And they would go and they would explore the dungeons in them and map them out and that sort of stuff, right? They all bring back their findings to the guild and then eventually, you know, if you perform well enough, you get to rank up and join bigger guilds and that sort of stuff. But for some reason, this guy has been unable to level up beyond a particular point. He hasn't been able to move and progress as a hunter, so he's just been in the very basic place. Right. He can hardly fight until he encounters, he encounters a dragon where there should never have been a dragon because it's a newbie dungeon and he dies. But then he wakes back up as a skeleton. And so he starts, he he couldn't leave because he's a monster. And if the hunters see him, they will kill him, but he's still who he is. And so what he had to do was try and find ways to disguise himself. And he found that when he killed other monsters, he get this light which we eventually turned out to find out that it's XP, how XP is expressed in the manga. And so he levels up and he eventually evolves into like a ghoul or something like that.
0: Why does it sound like Skeleton can't Protect the dungeon It's not I always (laughs) it's not 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 quite But I
2: actually Encountered that before Skeleton can't Defend his, his dungeon But it's really it's It's well done Really well done And there's a lot Of focus on the characters And their relationship In this one And you could see As he evolves You could see Where his evolution Is going He's going to become Vampiric in nature And then he acquires New abilities The ability to use Like spirit energy And stuff like that Then he finds this mask that bonds itself to his face so he couldn't remove it but now that he became a ghoul he had vocal cords now so he could speak and he could express himself and it just goes on from there and eventually he is able to rank up and so on because now that he's a monster he can level up beyond the barrier mm-hmm. the limitation that was on him as a human it's very very good i can't tell you what the name is it's a long japanese name but if i find it i'll send it for you all right yeah that you sound pretty good yeah, it so. does indeed. That's a manga, now nah, a manhwa. Yeah, actual manga. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, Kat had to make, to make this distinction. Manhwa and manga. <laughs> <laughs> because, yes, because um, in another discussion, I went and said that I read a lot of manga recently when, in fact, I was actually reading manhwa. But in light of my audience... Of the, the difference
0: you know, being that one is Korean and one is Japanese. Japanese.
2: yeah.
1: So. Now some or some people He would maybe say When he was doing His other thing Was that Hey Most people now Like man What is man I'm funny enough though
2: It was just recently In a Facebook group That I was a part of I was Corrected Because I would use Manwa with a U In reference to Korean mm-hmm. Manwa When the Korean one Is manwa with a W With a W Yes, yeah. yes. I don't know why I just thought the, the U made it look nicer Visually When I was writing it <laughs> And because I I tend to prefer Korean manual over Chinese. Chinese. Uh, I just switch them. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's weird. The uh, so Chinese is Chinese is manual with the U manual with the U. Yeah. Yes, and all their manual is either some slice of light thing or um, cultivation. Cultivation. <laughs> oh my gosh, their artwork is so so bad. In my eyes. Uh, there's, there's the a lot of, out. there's a <laughs> lot of, of
0: bad artwork, man, why I notice that are very addictive. Very they, they've more made to just have you just keep reading and reading. Like, yep. Tales for, Tales of Demons and Gods is one. Eh,
1: hmm. It's, I want to say it's horrible, but uh, it's just,
0: that guy basically just, whoever line. the writer is, they're basically just ripping off like, Naruto. Naruto.
1: When it wasn't ripoff of Naruto. The style, the meaning, yeah, the the character style, styles. the character style looks very but much then like it, Naruto. But walked away from that long time ago. They still look, of course, like the style looks like Naruto. And then,
0: then, you'll come across a lot of characters, like mm-hmm. side characters that have not, that are not important at all, but it's just complete ripoffs of different characters yeah, from
1: like different anime. The like when guys look like Sasuke.
2: Yeah, there was a guy that looked like Piccolo. That's, yeah, just a just it random. It like... That's a random um, guy that looked like Vegeta just randomly. Yeah. That is these types of Easter eggs have become a thing in the man who was in them. Yes. You would see like Avengers weapons. Yes. Final Fantasy weapons. Yes. <laughs> you know, you would yes. see um popular anime special attacks. You know, yes. Sometimes re- they'll be like, "Hey, look! You can't, you can't say that. That's copyright, not yeah, something like yeah. so, 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 like as they, a kind
0: of comedy device, yeah. Like for instance,
1: um, even in manga, which you would say that time, I reincarnated as it's a slime, slime. Mm-hmm. like that the the dragon, the dragon oh, yeah. lord dude, yo, am man just flinging hot dogkins like
2: crazy and I finish it up with a Kamehameha stupid. and then they even censored them. Like, but they allow them
1: to have it in the anime? <laughs> no,
2: but. But (laughs) what I liked about how this was done is because it it didn't just happen spontaneously. The dragon in human form, he became addicted to reading manga. Slime would just mass produce manga that he's read and he knows about. And so he spent like the large portion of his screen time in the background just reading mountains of manga. So when it's go time, he so soup off of all the manga that he read that it's permeated his personality so he's fighting and you're hearing hadouken hadouken i don't can mean, so do you
1: can
2: oh my god
1: when i i when i read that in the manga years before it was animated i was like they're not gonna animate they're not gonna to put this in oh anime. yeah and lo and behold because you see in america it would never happen because all these things are divided up licensing licensing and so forth but in japan they have a lot of room to work with each other guys if we a parent stuff. crossover stuff or a parent company or whatever and so forth so you will it's see free advertising. it's not even that alone you know why because look at this super robot games work well in japan in america they don't bring them out normally do you know why because all kind of other people own these entities in america and abroad in the western side mm-hmm. like gundam is owned by one company in america Golgaiga, another one all of them so this is because all of them own a piece of this one game they don't release it outside
2: and we all know how selfish america is because for intellectual I property. Hate
1: exactly I, Remy, you know how the Super Robot games are tactics yeah. and just visually. I mean, they,
0: they eventually do bring them out. They you know but they did. They have now just, started to bring yeah. them
1: out after all these years, but, but we missed usually, a lot.
0: You usually get them like years later. We, so
1: No, like Alpha 3, and so Gundam, um Super Robot was Alpha 3, uh, Alpha 1, is 2, that, and 3 had never been translated Is in that English?
0: because? And it also might be sales as well. No, it's no, not they they sell. Don't sell as well.
1: Of course, it will sell in America. Well, people love so, uh, around that time. Yes, people are loving Gundam. I don't and so. think
0: I don't think they sell as well as they would bring them out. American is very greedy. They American companies are very greedy. If they can make a profit, they will bring out anything. But I've seen them bring I last think game it's that, a matter that, of it doesn't generate as much sales as you might think. Like, uh, yeah, it has a niche, but yeah, but you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna like bring out a game for a niche of like ten thousand people or whatever when you have like a few million. But hold on, gamers. you know,
1: you have some games that come out and you're like, wait, this actually was greenlit. You know you have a lot of games like that.
0: So they could do it. Yeah, they do. That's what I'm saying. They do it. Like, I, I watched an entire documentary thing about this fighting game. The, the most popular fighting game in Japan is actually not a street fighter or a king of Fighters or that, anything um, like that. It's actually a Gundam... Blood? No, it's oh, actually it's the a new... Gundam fighting game. Oh, that one where they play it in the arcade. Mm-hmm. P.S. Uh, P. Uh, oh, China oh my gosh. as well. <laughs> play, they play it a lot over in China as well. Yes, but yes. they haven't brought out the newest version of that game in the states because it's not as popular. And they we don't really the states doesn't have arcade anymore really like that.
1: That's that is the reason why they don't bring it out because people might. Have and you have to do port it. it
0: and do all that, so. A they, lot of the things uh, the, they bring it out years later.
1: On, a lot of the systems that they had over there, I always see like America that had a fun with it, but then I don't know. I think they just say hey to themselves they don't think it will work, even though it will work. For instance, um, the card scanning system for games and so You will have like playing cards and so forth, like Yu Gi Oh, so forth. They had their own version, which was called Terminal Duel. In Japan, it's a big thing. You have your Terminal Duel cards. You just put it down and play like you're playing like a dual disc. In real life, in uh, Japan,
0: see I, see, I would say that, here's, here's that's that's probably right? not as popular in the states. Here's any- the thing, right? Just a regular. Here's thing the in thing, the
2: right? There, there's vast differences in the cultures obviously and japan has embraced otaku lifestyle decades (laughs) before we even started having an underground otaku culture you know in the u.s in the west and as and because of how difficult the american companies make it for them to do anything anything fun as a matter of fact Right? That's not some mass produced nonsense. You don't, you don't get that kind of stuff. Remember when we were playing Yu Gi Oh! and we were all dreaming about having a dual disc and stuff like that? Japan probably had that, like, had it and got ward tossed away, it. got bored like, of it. Okay, we done with this. No, <laughs> exactly. Well,
1: Japan, I think still does dual terminal, which is what it's called. Japan would situation. still,
2: Japan would still do, because Japan is an entire country built on soup people. Right? <laughs> they are. I, I, mean, I don't The, the whole, that. the whole gacha concept, right? I don't There's there's vending machines for everything everywhere. It's it's so much a part of these people. Like
0: those those huge stores that just sell figure like action figures. For, for Gundam and kit, model kits and stuff Gumbler. are like a norm in Japan. I never whereas go out of those are weird niche stores in the states. Like I would pull up when I whenever I go, I go to all these stores, and they're like a side a, a hole in the wall where they cram yeah. as much stuff as possible into a tiny yeah. space. I wish I could and find those holes. Those people of uh, those people they are considered strange, and no, then on I'm top sorry. of that, I they don't they exist you. in a different kind of economy where no. they they don't um they don't want to pay taxes. Because of the way the, the way that is. the the amount of, of profit you can possibly make the risk factor is oh. gonna be taken away if you have to give all this extra to Uncle Sam. The
2: and he, here's another thing, Kyle. I think people seem to forget that geek culture is only mainstream because we're running the show now. We're yeah. all, you know, mid thirties, early forties now. Yeah, people right. like
0: we all grew up like watching this stuff and being interested in it. Right. And now you older, you can you have you might have the extra money to we're be the middle-aged dads it. now <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know
1: well, i think it's more of the fact that when we were younger these things were watched by the populace like that's what you're watching that's how you're doing kyle
2: yeah to put it into further perspective right the studies the data that's being collected about gamers right mm. and, and various aspects of gamers like is being spearheaded by our generation very much so right so i i noticed the trend like you would see you know gamers in their 30s gamers in their 40s gaming now right not having enough energy to do this and that and that and the the switch from 300 plus hour games to you know just a 20 or 40 or 60 hour game and and stuff like that all this information that's coming out is based off of us I had this talk with my daughter my daughter she's 17 and I'm telling her look there's a lot of information that's coming out about gamers right now that it's just us we're the guinea pigs and that same community of gamers is the same community of otaku nerds the only reason why we we had a marvel cinematic universe is because we're in our 30s right and they saw the opportunity to make a lot of money we were we were the teens we were the children back then so but uh, i hear about, I you saying the, uh, about uh
1: making a lot of money but yeah, that's another topic for another day yeah. That, that's going to send me down a certain road, you guys. They ain't, they ain't targeting us. <laughs> Let me tell you straight up. They targeting who us. Who they're targeting? The smaller ones that you just see like the little cartoons of these things. And, like, it eh. has
2: always been that. but yeah, it's what, is us what it is that you are... Because, again, Kyle, mm-hmm. we are the one targeting them. Oh, we, we, you're right. you're you, right. You seem to have forgotten, you know, that the people who are in the position that we are now, most yes. of them are retired or dead. Well, <laughs> They're retired or dead. So we're the ones, when you look at the people and them who are in marketing, who are in, you know, calling the shots in, in businesses and so on, what do you think?
1: James Gunn, Zack Snyder, all those people. And how
2: old are those guys? Like 45, 50? Yeah. 40, 40 is
0: early. Yeah, oh. 35, 35 and 35 45. And 40. wow. so well, young. James
2: Gunn, we know, is, is older than that. Dude's hair is white now completely. He's embraced <laughs> that. <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I know he ain't that stressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. So James Gunn is fifty-six. Fifty-six. Wow. Good. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what else we got on all this? Or have we covered everything?
1: No. You still have that last well, that last forbidden fruit.
2: The last forbidden fruit? What's that? For the adaptations. Uh, do we have time for that? Uh, we
0: have to push that for the next push episode. Uh, next episode. So, that, yeah.
2: You know,
1: let us let us make that take of the whole of the next episode. Yeah, that one.
2: But we, we'll see how that goes. That yeah. one is a long but, one. But um, before we leave, though, i I think it's I think we should make it a thing where you know um, when we're leaving. come with some bit of recommendations Um, i i have one that i kept since last week my
0: recommendation right now for anime i mean it's not always going to be anime really Mm. it can be anything can be like regular tv shows or whatever but for anime that i've been watching lately is gundam the witch of mercury same here i started watching it thinking i actually struggled to keep interested at first because the main character I'm not really sure about her. But as I actually watched it, I kinda maybe I'm I maybe I misdiagnosed or maybe I miss I'm misrepresenting what the the creator of the character meant, but I was thinking it's within like the new way. Like a lot of shows kind of reflect like the times. And right now there's a big, you know, there's woke this and anti-woke people and left and right and whatnot. And I found that the main character was fit into a kind of thing where they were looking at mental health because mental mental health is very yeah. important right now in, in our society. And it seemed to me like she was kind of like a um well and also the also more, you know, female lead characters. And it seemed to me like she she seems like kind of an artistic character, maybe. If they, mm-hmm. I think I thought they were going for that, like a kind of character that's, you okay. know, not normal, like a just a regular person. But more of a I like she kind can, of de- she kinda... delving in. She seems artistic. So it's yeah. it's like delving into that kind of, you know. Representation of of a like a you know minorities in our
2: society.
1: Yeah, but it seems more darker than that and more sinister
2: than that. To me, right. My when when I first encountered her, she seemed to me as the goofy, nervous person who kinda antisocial or have yeah. not been amongst haven't,
0: haven't been around people. So haven't they been around people. Don't know how yeah. to how to deal with they lack you know, the social skills. Yeah, lacking social skills.
2: You know, and she seemed a and, bit more introverted. Yeah. And I could see her
0: growth throughout the episodes. Yeah. And it, you also get, uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but you also get a lot more. It becomes darker. It becomes more of a, what is traditional Gundam, which is Gundam is usually like war based tragedy, mm-hmm. kind of like a referendum on war, you know, why, mm-hmm. why war is bad and why capitalism is bad so both things are really explored in the series
2: keeping to what is true for gundam
0: and and also i think like a a big one that's kind of that's delved into is taking a good idea well taking something that should be good and how things like as you get into the bureaucracy you get into the the making money side of stuff how things can go from being a good thing into yep. becoming so a not so good thing because of there's a term they call it like everything starts with good intentions yeah so, same thing for this. Is kind of like a everything started with good intentions. The road to hell is paved with good yes, intentions. They had they had good intentions for <laughs> the technology, and then everything starts going downhill because of the adults and the system that's the system already in that's already in place there. Yeah. It's just looking for new fodder. It's it's actually yeah, very that's a good. Deep, recommendation. Has very good has very good animation. Very good. What's the name again? Music: Gundam, The Witch of Mercury, and yeah. I'm I'm definitely recommending it as a show. It's in its second season, so you have some episodes to watch. But yeah, I think it's going to be like a 24 episode series, mm. and they're probably about up to episode six of the second season. So get on that.
2: My recommendation, my recommendation would be um, a movie, live action movie. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Ah, yes. yeah, that's that's. I watched it uh, about two days ago, and it's it's based on actual events. You know, uh, with the military, the military in Afghanistan. Afghanistan because of 9-11 mm-hmm. and what happened, you know, when they, after they left. Yeah, you know? so
0: more the what happened to like actual Afghanis.
2: Yeah, the story is uh, is actually focused on one of the translators who worked alongside a team and he was very essential to um, the team's operation. He saved lives more than once and um, yeah, they, he was done dirty and the main character, you know, he couldn't let that slide.
1: Me, I would suggest for now Psychopaths. Why psychopaths? A classic. A classic. <laughs> not that old. It's not that old, but ah, simpler simple playing. If you watch Psychopath, you can see you might start to go off uh, about certain concepts
2: in this world.
0: It's it's a deep dive dive into psychology. Is Real that like another psychology?
2: Def, like another death note? No not in, on that level n- e- or win. surpassing that it yes, surpasses that
1: it surpasses that because it's a world guided by the fact that your emotions are necessarily necessary a bad thing to have what do i mean you live in a world that your status in life is decided on your emotional spectrum that you, you push
0: it's basically how well you can be a drone and not, exactly. show, not show, not show any true. kind of like overly positive or ov- overly mm-hmm. negative emotions. You can just be like,
2: you just have to one be one steady, level. middle ground. I all think the I time. saw a clip where they they were taking down somebody for something that they might possibly do. Mm-hmm. There was a movie about that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's something like that. Except what happened? It's a system.
0: The system in place to control society is controlling emotions, but. What they didn't realize is that the blind spot in the system is that um, psychos, like real psychopaths, mm-hmm. are the system is blind to them because they see that they actually don't have. Don't yeah, they actually don't have any emotion towards the things that they're doing. It's like breathing here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just it's, natural. It's kind of a, if you, if you ever studied any kind of psychology, you, and you studied like psychopathy, especially, you would realize that, um, there's lots of psychopath, psychopaths yeah, in society that are high in different, just regular life that don't kill people necessarily, because psychopathy is more being able to manipulate yeah. others, being able to manage emotion, being able to <sighs> be devoid of emotion and use that to control other people around you.
2: Basically, the the error, quote-unquote, the error in the system as far as they're concerned is seen as a natural thing to them and there's no aberrant, um, mm-hmm. you know, reaction to it. Yes. So it's kind of no like reaction. you watching, watching cake or, you know, brushing your teeth. If you would see or come into contact with what it is that they're seeing as natural, you would have some sort of visceral response to it. Yeah. Whereas with them now, the the psych- because they're psychopaths, they yeah. see it as just another just aspect another of day. life. Yeah. Yeah. But yes.
1: So as I we was saying with this, the thing of with the system as you were saying, and them controlling your emotions. They always have everything in life to be like hunky dory. Everything is nice. Everything should be pleasant. A crime scene could be going on. They set up these holograms of these little of these police, um holographic police guys with big heads smiling like, yeah, there's nothing to see smile, yeah. Like almost like a circus. Somebody's mm. getting murdered right behind them. All kind of dark stuff is going on, but control. Uh, you does it curl control in a positive way. But the thing about it, because of the system they initiate, it is very
2: very strict. A murder is going down. Release the Pikachu now! No, no, no! Now. It's <laughs> not even
1: about murder going down. Again, because your emotional spectrum of what you can do you only you can only have a certain job. If you are a certain close to criminal level of emo, of the emotional spectrum, that is people that can be put into the police force and armies and so forth, the enforcers. Mm. If you're lower, you can get big business jobs, um, businessman career. All kind of nice careers and so forth. The problem with all this is that you're there. You just witness somebody getting their head chopped off. Your emotional spectrum spikes. They have a gun that judges you, on the spot. If the gun judges you too high, it blows you to chunks of
0: meat. It just kills me instantly. One it kills, time, you you
1: have just passed the threshold. You, you might you. not ever. You might not ever be stable again in life. So just. Take yeah,
0: it's it's saying that you're un- basically saying that you're unstable. Well, we don't want to spoil too much. of this yeah, show, No, but so. no, that's
1: just the initial thing. The, so it's a world where that is, and the whole thing is finding the the, the problems in the system because of, as Remy said, people uh, that are technically invisible to the system, and then now them trying to just work, figure out is this system good. And the, all the issues with the system as time progresses. Yeah,
0: fr- asking, asking a lot of deep questions, deep questions about...
1: Would you live in a society like this? Yes. I'm going to tell you straight out. Nope. But it's a, is a good watch. <laughs> it's visually stunning. <clears throat> and it's very psychological. Seen, and just makes
2: you think. I've seen the first episode. And I found that it did a pretty good job in terms of establishing... What's going on here? The premise, yeah. And instantaneously from the first episode, I knew that. Well, I could see flaws in there immediately. Yeah, I knew that this is not the world for me. No, no. You, all of us would like be dead. No,
0: no, no. All I mean, I like I like the dead. questions that they ask about society. It's a definitely an impossible scenario. We just really? don't have the. It's an impossible scenario. Some people we don't,
1: think we're going towards that kind of thing now. Because human like,
0: beings are way too volatile for, for it to predict- work. That's the problem. Long
1: before the anime, there was a live action movie about that where they saw the, the yeah, what prediction. Yeah, but <laughs> it was a whole thing where they could predict using AI technology. Which you're is talking about
0: number. the Tom Cruise movie. Yes, um, where they predict if you... Minority predict, Report. Mature,
1: minority Report where they predict if as, you're as I was saying. That.
0: As I was saying, it's the same. It, it has one fatal flaw in it, in that Every single person at some point has the thought that they might murder somebody. Well, you see, every single create, person, but you see they unless they, unless they're like suicide. such a passive, yeah, or they they might commit suicide. Like every single regular person has that kind of thought at
2: some point. But you see, some, this is everybody has really that They start thoughts. to weed out the bunch, so it would it would just Even not work. <laughs> there's, there's no weeding out. That is just all of humanity. No, well, they're not in this. They were weeding out those people. What what it did was that it. Uh, man like we're going into a dive here but <laughs> what it did was that uh i had the question pop up in in my head like how did we get here how you know i don't know if this is answered in the anime like mm-hmm. what steps were taken what research was done who made that call that this it's, is how it's we're going definitely to answered in it i think so it's answered mostly we're we not spoiled we yeah, just recommend surprised. it yeah, yeah, yeah. mostly, uh, so we have psychopaths We have
0: Gun on the Witches of Mercury. And we have Covenant, Covenant, which is a Guy Ritchie movie. Guy Ritchie. I think that's in theaters, so you could go watch it.
1: Well, at the time of this podcast.
0: And we'll be back next time to talk about... Who knows?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So until we meet again, people, stay safe, stay in tune.